Duncan. Right, well, welcome to Gospel Pursuits Podcast. It is now, what, uh, Thursday? It is um, not very sunny. It's it's quite, it's rainy, if I'm honest. It's it's not the best weather today at all. Um, <clears throat> um, we have, um, the weather has changed. So if if I look a bit dark today, it's it's because there's absolutely no light coming in from any windows. It's quite strange today. But welcome again to um, thing slightly earlier time. I've got some work to do, so I thought I'd just start earlier today. So it's um, it might <coughs> excuse me, but we are moving on with our um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we're moving on with our new life facts part three. Um, if you missed yesterday's broadcast, it was a good little foundation uh, into it. I'll just re- rehash a little bit that we underst- got to understand and believe who we are in order to have this new life that God's given us. Um, and, you know, like when you're born again, you've got to understand this as a Christian. When you're born again, you don't just step into um, a new life. God's paid the price for you to step into a new life. God's paid a price for you to walk sin-free. God's paid the price for you to have every spiritual blessing. But you don't automatically wake up one morning and everything's hunky-dory and rosy. There are, are still consequences in your life. There's still things going on. You still have to pay your bills. you still got a bald head if you had no hair. Um, and God has in placed on the inside of you a sin-free, born-again, alive-unto-God spirit. And you need to learn how to let that spirit come out, bubble up, bubble over. And it's part of the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is, is a part of that involvement. But as we, as we develop ourselves in our faith, as we learn how to read the Bible, um, have a relationship with God, as you become that born-again, spirit-filled new Christian and you understand who you are in Christ Jesus and you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus when you are born again, so you are actually in right standing with God, you learn how to deal with sin, you learn how to deal with your physical body, your flesh, you start to use the eye of faith, as we like to say, to be able to see beyond what you see around us in the circumstances and, and natural uh, settings around us. We, we are enjoy this kind of idea of, uh, of life and victory. And we kind of get, develop this new life that we've got. And it's, it's an awesome kind of um, stepping forward, constantly stepping, step one, step two, step three, step four. Um, and it's, it's really a, a, such a blessing to, to be able to just literally um, do the things that God's called us to do. Just looking at my settings and things like that. Um, So our new life and our new new life in Christ Jesus, and we talked about this yes, yesterday uh, in a, a really big way, must start with the idea that you are valuable. That you've got to understand that God created you in the image of God. He created you knowing full well what mankind was going to do when he created Adam and Eve. He knew full well where it was going to go, but he did it anyways. He created us in his image, filled us with his spirit, and then of course Adam and Eve rebelled. And they created this this environment which basically creates sin in humanity. And the wages of sin is always going to be death. 
So whatever you do wrong in your life or sin or whatever, as a Christian, you might not die the minute you do it, but it produces death thoughts, death actions, and death death uh, uh, processes in your life. And unfortunately, many Christians try and rely on God's grace and his mercy to live a lifestyle of sin. Well, that just will not work. So if you understand this very basic principle that God thinks you are valuable, God knows that you are valuable, God is, uh, is somebody who, who has poured his life into you. He's given you his son. He's given you his, his salvation and his victory. And you understand that you are valuable. You begin to rise up. You begin to kind of shake off those things. You begin to make decisions that say, you know what? God said, be ye holy as I am holy. I'm going to find out what holiness is. I'm going to find out how to be holy, how to live a life separate unto God. I'm going to shake off and allow the anointing of God to, to kind of free me of all sin, sickness and disease and poverty and life. So we're going towards the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. This is the wonderful, wonderful things about God's ability to just say, God, look, Andy, you're valuable in my eyes. I created you in my eyes. So then, of course, we move on to this idea that if we un when we understand God's valuable and you are valuable as his creation, you've got to understand the whole problem that mankind has had has been the fact that he just did not believe what God said. That was the foundation. See, if we want to talk about the wages of sin is death, you've got to understand that the fundamental sin that severed God's relationship with mankind, the, the, the sin that severed God's wasn't um, murder. It wasn't adultery or lying or stealing. It was the assumption. Listen to this very carefully. What severed man's relationship and what continues to sever your relationship with God if you step into this area? Or anyone, the, 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 the reason why there's no relationship between God and a human being is because of this assumption or philosophy or attitude that God actually did not mean what he said. I, I believe, and I've said this for years, that evolution, the reason evolution is so popular is because if you can believe in evolution, it basically means you don't have to do what God said because you've destroyed creation. You've destroyed the idea of creation. So the um, idea of creation makes you, uh, puts you into a place of believing what God said. If you believe in creation, if you believe the, the, the foundation of Genesis, you can then start to go, well, all right, th if that's true, the rest of the book might be true. But if you question this idea that God created the heavens and the earth, breathed on man, raised him up, but in, start to put in this idea of evolution, of, of change, and, and, and a lot of these ideas that came out in the early 19th centuries, 1800s, and things like that, these scientific ideas, were trying to, you know, not all of the, the, the guys who were coming up with these ideas were bad people some of them would have believed in god but a lot of the devil and the, the the mentality behind the antichrist system is just to undermine what what god has said in his word and if he if the devil can get mankind to not believe what god said i mean the church basically preached sin death and hell to, to christians and never preached the love of god and the grace of god to christians and so the people for years didn't understand salvation. They never got saved. They just felt bad because it was always just saying, well, you're a sinner. You're no good. You're a worm. 
thank God we've moved on from a lot of these things. And if you could understand this simple fact in your life that if God loves you, you are valuable. And if, if, and, and if you can take this next step and say, you know what, I'm going to believe what God said in his word. Your new life, your, your born again, spirit filled life will come alive. It will work. It will become amazing. Because you'll understand that when the word says that I can live by the life, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When do we understand that Christ is the one that's living inside of us? It's the, the power of God and the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit. If we understand that we live our life based on what's coming on the inside out, we suddenly begin to have an awareness. And this is what Paul was talking about in Ephesians when he talks about ha having wisdom and understanding. Let me just read this prayer because this is exactly what the new life is all about the new life in God and the new life in Christ are, 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 is what God's provided for us and he said it in this he said it this way that he said that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is and what is the exceeding greatness of the power towards us who believe i mean how you just dig into that those scriptures that prayer and just just dig into it read it and pray it and believe it god that is your new life Having your eyes of your understanding enlightened to know what the hope of your calling is and to experience and to know the power of God that is towards us who believe. And that just puts us in a place of complete victory, doesn't it? It puts us in a, a sustained place of victory. Hallelujah. God's wonderful presence in your life, His Holy Spirit, His, His, His victory. It's just wonderful. When you understand that when you distrust God's integrity or when you put aside his word as if it's not true, the results and the end results ends in death. And we've already said it, the wages of sin is death. As Christians, when we don't trust his word, that's when confusion settles in. That's when fear comes in. And I've been talking the last couple of days about this. The whole fa fact of the matter is we've got to make a drive. We've got to drive fear out of this earth, especially in the household of faith. You see, the devil can keep the church in fear over a virus, over sickness and disease, over poverty and lack, if he can keep you in fear and constantly worried about what's going on and what's happening, you are not going to be able to, you are not going to be able to walk the victorious life. You will not understand. You will basically live a life that results in sickness, results in... Because fear is basically going to grind at your mind. And when you start talking it, you believe it. And eventually you will have what you say. If you start talking about sickness and disease in a fearful way, Oh no, God, I, I'm going to I'm gonna get cancer. My mom got cancer. Or my dad had a heart attack. I'm going to have a heart attack by the age of this. You start talking about all that stuff. You are basically filling your mouth with distrust to what God 
God's word says. When his word said by his stripes I was healed. That is the final fact and decision on it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I really believe that Christians have forgotten how to deal with the symptoms of sickness and disease in their body. We don't accept the package when it gets delivered at the front door if it's a box of snakes. If UPS turned up and just gave me a box of snakes, I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't have ordered it. I wouldn't know where it's come from. It's not my box of snakes. So when the devil turns up, and this is what he's talking about in Psalm 91, you'll tread on the, the adder and the lion and snakes. Things that try and come at you and attack you, you have got every right to stand. Because remember what we said, he's got the power towards us who believe according to the working of his power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. If we're in Christ, we're above everything that Satan, everything that the enemy could throw at us. Fear is under our feet. Fear has no business getting beyond the, the basically scabby bits of your little toe. It should not be getting up into your mind. But you see, when you live and walk in the, in the flesh, and you walk and see back to our scripture verse in Galatians 3.20, see, if we flip this around, it says, my, my new self um, hasn't been crucified with Christ. It, it's, it, from now on, I'm going to live, but Christ is not going to live in me. I'm going to live in this earthly body, trusting in what I see and what I feel around me. I don't care that Jesus died for me. That's what we're doing when we distrust the Word of God. The Word of God is a, a, an eternal seed that gets planted on the inside of our hearts. It's an eternal victory that's just sown into our hearts. And as we meditate on it and we believe it and as we trust it, it become, rises up on the inside of us. And this new life that God's provided for you, this life that God's met for you, this life that is awesome, this life that is just going to be poured out to other people from on the inside of you. This new life is awesome. When you understand that discovering God's integrity or dis, sorry, dis, disallowing God's integrity, that results in death. If you throw it away, distrust it. See, without God, we sink into things like despair, disgrace, degeneration, disease, destruction, oblivion, deterioration, death. When sin entered into the world through Adam and Eve, it went across the board, across every single human being on this planet. And the only way to come out of that, that eternal damnation, that, that, that sin consciousness, that sin awareness, is to come into a place of salvation with Jesus Christ. You have not only forgiven of your sins, but you have been made right standing with God. And the sin problem that was inherited when you were born onto this earth has been removed off of your shoulders. The burden has been broken. And it opens up the door for your life to become a, a limitless success, limitless victory. You have the ability and the capacity on the inside of you to grow and to walk into new things and new places. When you do not trust God, you do not trust yourself or anyone else. If you're writing notes or thinking about this message, write that down. Write it in the comments. When you do not trust God, you do not trust yourself 
or anyone else. And what is a life without trust? If you can't trust your spouse, if you can't trust your kids, what, what does that sound like? That sounds like to me fear. Fear. Fear is something that will grip you. There's a film called June and there's a thing that the guy says, fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. I will not fear. Now he's trying to do that through meditation, but for us as born again, spirit filled believers, we're filled with love. Faith that works by love. And what does love do? Perfect, perfected love, mature love, casts out all fear. You have nothing to fear in this earth. You have nothing to, to go against. When you trust God's word, when you put his words first place, and when you cement it into your very being, you have got a place where you eject fear from your life. Jesus says, do not worry. Jesus says, take no thought on these things. He said in Matthew 6, he said, take no thought. And then he said, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. You seek first the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You will be made the righteousness of God. And then you go and do what Paul said, press towards the mark of the high calling. Start to develop your faith. Grow in faith. Enjoy faith. On this final point, because tomorrow we'll change gear a little bit and focus more on healing and healing school. New life facts concerning healing, I think we'll, we'll call it. But today, just wrap, wrapping this up and, 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 and really, dig, this is the most important of this series, this part. You must believe that God loved and valued you too much to let you die. See, when God, you understand God values you, that's awesome. And there are some new, other new life facts which I haven't included in my notes. And, and maybe I'll, I'll keep developing this next week or maybe even continue it tomorrow. I, I'll, just, I'll pray about it and see where God leads. But know this. God never abandoned his dream for you. We talked about this a couple of days ago um, and we said <coughs> that God never made anything inferior. He never didn't make Adam and Eve inferior. He didn't make you inferior. You're above and not, but not beneath, the head and not the tail. So God is love and he never quits. So he's never going to quit on you. The plan started the minute Adam sinned. He, when, when God saw what Adam and Eve did, he had a plan initiated and it started straight away. He started confessing it. And then the man, over the years, the prophets released out the prophetic words to get Jesus to a place. And I was talking to my kids last night how, how the Old Testament, like Noah and things, that God was preserving everything. He had to wipe out uh, sinners and, and, and evil people before Noah because he had to preserve the line. He saw that there was no possible way for the line of Jesus Christ to exist unless he got rid of the sin and the nature. And that was God's judgment. And he had to do it. And then he preserved Israel, the people of Israel, through the years and, and looked after them and he kept prophesying and kept prophesying and kept talking about Jesus. And then the appointed time came and the, the perfect child was born to, to a virgin Mary so that he was filled with the nature of God and he lived and proved that he could operate as a man on this earth. He could operate as an anointed man of God, sin-free uh, and working in the power of God. He proved 
prove that it could work and then he sacrificed it all on the cross. He could have stayed in that state forever if he wanted to, but no, he had to pay the price on the cross. He took our sin. He took our pain. He proved that a perfect man could live on this earth, but then he chose to take and take the and become our substitute for us on that cross to die. So we no longer need to die. We don't die to to sin or the wages of sin. We physically die, but we go straight to heaven. We have a life worth living on this earth, a life full of success and victories in front of us, a life with no limitations, a life that God wants to anoint and equip you with so that you can be the proper and true blessing to those around you. To preach the gospel, to preach the gospel that sin is no longer a problem. God has no problem with man right now. It's only man's stubbornness to not accept Jesus Christ that God has an issue with. It's vital that we realize how much God loves us. God created you in his likeness. Listen to these points as we start to round up. You are significant. You are preeminent in his plan. You are made for life. You have been made for power. You have been made for prosperity. You have been made for success. You have been made for honor. You have been made for dignity. When you learn to esteem what God esteems and values and what, what he values, then you are ready to comprehend God's salvation plan for you and to reevaluate your own life by the measure of what he has paid to redeem you. You begin to understand and have an inkling. When you understand and trust God's word and put it as a, pl- a high place because we know he values his word above anything else. The name above all names, Jesus is the word. When you put God's word as final authority, when you esteem what God esteems, his love for other people, his love for the poor, all those kind of things start to work together. And then you are beginning to comprehend the whole point of God's salvation plan for you. And you begin to reevaluate your own life by the measure of what he has paid to redeem you. What he paid in Jesus Christ was so great that we can just run tirelessly. We can work hard. We can work creatively to produce a life worth living, not just for us, but for those around us. Our life is God's life in human form and human flesh. Pip agrees with me. Begin to understand why Jesus came and died as your substitute. Learn these things. And we're going to continue all this stuff on. I've got some more notes to get through and and we'll we'll kind of twist, not twist, um, kind of add in healing tomorrow and healing school, new life facts concerning healing. But this is such a wonderful time of our lives. Jesus is coming back soon. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There is something special and and amazing about where we are in this time. It's like I know I was listening to a minister. You know, sometimes you think, "Oh, I wish we lived a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago." Do you really? Outside toilets, no electricity, all that kind of stuff. We live in the best time of the world and we live in the best time of the church age. This is the ch- the church age is, as it comes to an end where we'll be able to sweep in the highways and the byways. The highways and the byways. 
It's such a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is your moment of, of truth. Are you going to shun heaven and gain hell? Are you going to look to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have a new life, a changed life in him. And go to not only just eternal life, but a life worth living down in this earth. God will open up doors for you. God will bless you. God will look after you and, and protect you. And give you answers to the problems that you're facing. That is the, the, the benefit system that God's provided for us. God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. If you don't know beyond a shadow of doubt that you're going to heaven if you passed away today, let me quickly show you what the Bible says. It reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says this, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you and I, we're both whosoever's. We call upon the Lord, name of the Lord and we are saved. If you'd like to receive this free gift of salvation God has for you today, just say this prayer briefly after me. It won't take long. But you need to make the decision. You can go to gospelpursuits.uk after this. Click on the link that says Jesus to, to re-look at this prayer. Pray it again if you need to, to cement it into your thinking. But you can contact me. But if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you need to rededicate your life. I might be, you might be watching today and you think, I, I've, I've missed it. I've, I, I know Jesus, but I need to just come back to him. Pray this prayer again. Jesus... Thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. And I believe you are coming back again. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a hunger and a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. And a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I make you my Lord today. Say that again. I make Jesus, my Lord, today. And then you can say this with confidence. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. If you've prayed that prayer again, go to thegospelpursuits.uk. Click on the link, fill in your details and let me know. I would love to see, hear testimonies of people who have been saved by this broadcast. Well, we're going to close it there. We're finished coming to an end. We'll be uh, back tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at nine o'clock the usual time. Um, if not, it'll be a little bit earlier. But I don't think I think it's going to be nine o'clock tomorrow. Um, really depending on what uh, we plan to do as a family. Because, of course, the kids are on holiday, so we have to look after them and make sure they're all right. But I hope you've enjoyed the program today. Please share it. Please share it across social media platforms and get it into the hands of people who need to understand that God loves you. You know what I mean? God loves you. I love you. And Jesus is Lord. Have a great day. We'll see you um, tomorrow morning. Thank you for watching. Thank <laughs> you.